You're listening to Coding Blocks, episode 70. Subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, and more using your favorite podcast app. And check us out at codingblocks.net where you can find show notes, examples, discussion, and more. Send your feedback, questions, and rants to comments at codingblocks.net. Follow us on Twitter at codingblocks or head to www.codingblocks.net and find all our social links there at the top of the page, which were recently redone and look more consistent and pretty. Thank you, Michael. With that, I'm Alan Underwood. I'm Joe Zach. And I'm Michael Outlaw. This episode is sponsored by Linode. Start your next project using Linode to get your server up and running in seconds with SSD storage and a 200 gigabit network powered by Intel Xeon E5 processors. They have data centers in Asia Pacific, North America, and Europe. Mess up your network settings? No problem. You can still get into your instance using the Lish Virtual Console. Linode has a robust set of developer APIs to control your instances programmatically. They have custom stack scripts to build instances that meet your needs. Get started with Linode today and get $20 off using the code CODINGBLOCKS17 by heading to www.codingblocks.net slash Linode. That's L-I-N-O-D-E. All right. And with that, let's go ahead and get into our first part of the show, which is our reviews, where we like to thank everybody for doing so. And for today, I've got iTunes and that we've got Caduce, Long Run Games, Android version has ITP, Traumatized 85 or Traumatized 85, Amixa and Pfeiffer DC. So thank you all you guys for writing us and leaving us reviews in iTunes. And on Stitcher, we have Joe is my waifu, raspberry, uh, lulian, proof of work, berry, L's, and Star-Lord777. I just looked up waifu, by the way. Did I pronounce Moving that Moving right? on. <laughs> no, yeah, I think so. It's, uh, it's an interesting term. Uh, <laughs> I have no... I probably... I might have just said something <clears throat> like really bad, offended somebody. I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about it after the show. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, uh, thanks again for uh, thanks for again for the reviews. We have one more uh, Pod Chaser Martin Smith, nineteen sixty eight, and Pod Chaser is really cool because you can uh, do per episode, uh, which is interesting. So thank you very much. We really appreciate those reviews. Uh, they help us out immensely. Man, this has so many different meanings. We'll we'll, we'll discuss later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we both are like quickly jumping over to Google. Like, wait a minute, what did Outlaw just say? Right. Oh man. All right. So uh, one of the things we talk about quite a bit is our Slack channel because it's awesome and there's a lot of really cool people in there. And with that, you can go there. It's uh, codingblocks.slack.com. Or if you want to sli- sign up, you can go to codingblocks.net slash Slack. And you can go ahead and put in your email address there and join the cool fun. But one of our awesome Slackers is Sean. And he asked a question the other day that I thought was great, which is, what does it mean to be a senior developer? So basically, his manager asked, I guess, a group of people there, you know, hey, do you guys think you're senior developers? And he's like, I don't know how to answer that. And so I thought it'd be an interesting thing to bring up here, right? Like, what is a senior developer to you? Who wants to go first? 
I guess that'll be me. Um, uh, to me, it, I think it means you convince somebody to give you the title, which um, <laughs> like you know it's gonna be like hard after going. year one. But really, that's the biggest deal. And a lot of companies know this that they know that people want that title, and that title is immensely beneficial to you. So sometimes you can find companies that will pay a little bit lower, and they'll call you senior, and it's a win-win. Okay, um, but hold on, hold on. All right, so there's definitely the title, which is is one thing. But if you hear that somebody is a senior developer on your team, what do you expect from them? I guess is the bigger question. To be older. <laughs> I would say at least three years experience. Uh, and anything past that is meaningless. Like it, There's no strong distinction. Uh, they have been using the JavaScript framework du jour for the last three months. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You guys are not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure, pretty yeah. sure Sean's going to write in and say we nailed it. I mean, I, I actually thought about this. And when he said that, I was like, man, there's such a, like, you can't say it's all technical knowledge, right? Because the problem is there's too many technologies. So what are you calling your, yourself senior in, right? Is it SQL? Is it JavaScript? Is it, you know, C sharp? Is it C++? Is it whatever? Go I ahead. mean, I guess my, like, Real answer, if I had to, like, you know, if I was held to the fire to, like, say something more <laughs> meaningful than just old people, which is probably still accurate. Yeah, it is, sort of. Um, yeah, it, maybe maybe a developer that needs less direction is, like, immediately what comes to mind. You know, you, you don't have – yeah, you don't have to do as much hand-holding in order to get something done. But That's kind of where I'm thinking. I, I like that, and I think to stack on top of it, it's the – it's the ability to do that, work more independently, but do it in ways that make sense, right? Like if they have enough knowledge of the technologies and the business problems and all that to make intelligent, good decisions going forward, right? I like that. And that's that was that's a huge of, assumption there. It, and that's the thing. It's such a I mean, senior developer is such a, you know, like you said, <laughs> some company decides to give it to somebody because, you know, they're the most senior person on the team. Like it, it's it's sort of like this not real term, but I guess if I if I'm working with a senior developer, my expectation of them is I really don't even have to think about it, right? Like I hand them something and they get it done, and they do it in a way that makes sense that other people can come behind them and improve or use or extend or whatever, right? Like it, it and it means there's a lot of different things that roll around that that are nuanced communication. Uh, ability to think, ability to work on business problems, ability to use whatever languages are there. Like th there's so much, but it might mean something to my company than it would somebody else's company, you know? So if you want to be a senior, just don't ask for help. Is that what I'm hearing? No. And I think that's actually a flip side, right? A senior right. will ask for help, right? They're not going to sit there and completely spin their wheels until they're just completely ground to a halt, Right. It, and I think, uh. so here's my thing too, though, is resourcefulness, right? A senior person is extremely resourceful. Like you give them a problem, they sort of know how to look up the solutions if if they're faced with some problems, right? Maybe? Yep. Yeah, I mean, like I've looked at things before that have tried to kind of quantify that and be like, can you make a website? Can you do this? Can you do that? And like, I'm telling you, man, if you go off those lists, 
you will never be a senior or you're going to be there. You're going to be calling yourself a senior way after everybody else that you're working with is. And that's not fair. So, I mean, the sooner <laughs> you get that title, rush to it and then uh, live it up. Personally, I don't like the title. Yeah, it's terrible. Because it is ambiguous. It is extremely. I mean, places like Amazon have their one, two and threes or, you know, architects or something like that. Those seem to be more meaningful, but yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm not a fan of it, but it is interesting when some people wear that title, you know, what does it mean? Do you have white hair? <laughs> Do you have, you know, go ahead. Oh no, I was just agreeing. Like, I think, you know, an Amazon two could be better than, uh, you know, uh, somewhere else three, you know, it doesn't really, even the word better is kind of weird. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's a bad term. Uh, yeah. We have to come up with terms though. Like how else could we, you know, talk about stuff and reason about it though? You know, it's so, it's, it's a hard problem and, um, I don't know, maybe a hundred years down the road, we'll figure it out. Who says you have to come up with, with terms like that? IBM doesn't. Do well, not? we need an unambiguous, uh, ubiquitous language so that we can like move between no. jobs and whatever. No, I remember at IBM, you, you fell into like one of two categories, like, if, assuming you were technical, you fell into like one of two categories for most people in within the company. It was either you were an IT specialist or an IT architect. Hmm. And those were the things. Now, there were numbers that also went with it. They were the band levels, but right. that had more to do with like, uh, if I recall, like pay. It wasn't necessarily like skill level. Yeah, I think a lot of times these things are made up literally just for the feelings side of things, right? To make sure that people feel good about where they are. I, I don't know. But yeah, I guess, again, like to, to all our points here, it is ambiguous, but you do as a person expect more out of that one wearing that title, right? So, Well, I, th I think that it's, I don't know if I agree about the part about it trying to make it feel good, but I think what they really want to signify is, I, I think it's more of like, well, we don't want a junior because that sounds more negative. It does. Because a junior developer, it sounds like that's somebody I have to sit with and I have to walk them through and coach them through and they're going to need a lot more of my time. And so therefore, I don't want that guy. So if I'm trying to hire somebody, then I want somebody who's a senior developer. And so that's why that kind of terminology gets used. That's my, th my thought on it. That's probably right. Yeah. It's so it's, it's kind of like, yeah. It's the inverse of the negative connotation to it. Yeah. In in lack of a better way to describe it. Yep. I agree. Mm -hmm. So with that, uh, hey, we have stuff. Stuff that we would like you to have. So if you would like to have the stuff that we have that we want to give to you, <laughs> you should head to www.codingblocks.net slash swag. And there you can find uh, information to get yourself an amazing coding blocks shirt uh if you want some stickers you can send us a self-addressed stamped envelope and on that uh, swag page you can find the address to send that to and we will get that out to you yep yep also want to mention uh, we talk about slack all the time and you should join it but uh, i recently did a, a presentation at our local podcast meetup and it was kind of um the the actual owners of the group were out at blizzcon they do a, a wonderful hearthcast uh podcast about world of warcraft and so um, they kind of uh, um, got me to uh, to do a little uh, presentation there. It went really well. And it, for the most part, it was basically just about all the awesome stuff that uh, has come up in Slack over the two years that we've we've been running one. Uh, it's been really amazing. I had a great time. And so I just wanted to say really just a thank you to uh, our Slack group for 
for being amazing. I don't even want to say our Slack group because like the people in there that are just killing it and crushing it and helping and being amazing, like we're, I don't even know if we're in the top 10, like the three of us, you know, <laughs> we're visitors, <laughs> we're visitors in our own house and happy, happy for it. Right. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. I, yeah. Big thanks to, to, and we mentioned Sean. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, I don't want to name names because I'm going to be excluding so many people that, that deserve it. So, um, just want to say thanks. Definitely. Rock. All right. And so with all that, that's the end of our news for this particular episode. Now it's time to jump into the meat of it. So Joe had this great idea. Crazy idea. Crazy idea. Hey, let's take, you know, some budget and tell others what we would spend that money on if we were going to set up our own little, you know, what whatever we wanted to set up. Maybe it's your your own work environment or whatever. But so we're going with a budget of twenty five hundred dollars. Wait a minute! It had to. You can't. It can't be whatever. Okay. Because yeah. we weren't allowed to go buy guitars or mountain bikes and things like that. Okay, fair enough. It had to be like you know, uh, coding somewhat related, right? Or or where you would be coding or whatever. So twenty five hundred dollars was the budget we chose, and and just to justify this a little bit. That's less than the price of a fully loaded out MacBook Pro, less than the price of a loaded out Surface Book Pro. So, you know, it's it's not unreasonable to say that, hey, if you're going to set up something that $2,500 is a decent budget to start with. So anyways, justification aside, uh, one other thing I do want to note for this particular show is this is going to be like there's tons of links to like Amazon products and stuff on here. So just a heads up, the links on the show notes will be affiliate links, basically meaning if you do go up there and buy it, you know, we'll get like, you know, 50 cents for it or something. 50 cents. You <laughs> wish we'd get 50 cents. Right. But the thing is it won't cost you anything. So it's just a way for you guys. If, if there's anything that you like on here and you plan on going on and buying some of the stuff, you know, please do use the links and, you know, get the stuff that you want and, you know, help us out in the process. So that out of the way. Another way to say that is it's, it's an opportunity for you to give back. Yes. Without actually having to give us anything, you know, you get what you want and then we get something for it. So, uh, very cool. All right. So here we go. I'm going to start out with mine and I've put them in somewhat of an order, just kind of building up to what my, and this is actually like, can I guess the order? You can. Alphabetical. It is not. Dang it. Stupid <laughs> Actually, it starts out New completely paper. inverse. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't, that's right, man. I go the newspaper flow. Um, so mine is, I don't know what either of you guys did, right? Like none of us really know what any of us chose here. Mine is kind of, if I were going to set up my my home office and, and I wanted to have my little development area, that's kind of what I went at. So the first thing that I have on my list is a chair that I absolutely love. I mentioned it before on the show. It's called the WorkPro Quantum 9000 because that doesn't sound, you know, geeky enough. It is, it's the chair that I sit in every day and it's been called the baby Miller, the baby Herman Miller. It's essentially the mesh design of like a Herman Miller without the 9 billion adjustments on it. It does have enough to like slide the seat forward and, and, you know, move the, the backrest up and down and all that kind of stuff. So that thing rings in at $300 and 19 cents, no $319 and 99 cents right now. The thing goes on sale on occasion. Yeah. It's not 319 right now. 
uh, with that link that I had? Oh, oh. You didn't put a link in there, but when I uh, searched for it, it was 347 right now. Yeah. So the thing goes up and down constantly. So basically, this is the same chair that you can get at, I think it's Office Depot. And it the the price fluctuates on it all the time. You can get it anywhere from 270 to 350. So if it's something that you're interested in, I would definitely give it a look. Love the chair, sit in it way too much, and it's pretty comfortable all the time. And oh, and by the way, if you spend 150 bucks on a chair, expect for it to just you know be Fall garbage apart. pretty soon. Yeah, I, it, it's frustrating. It, so. You spend 150 and expect to spend another 150 in a year or two. I've had this thing for going on three years right now, and it's in perfect shape. Mm-hmm. So, but you can't even see it. What do you mean? Hey, I'm spending 300 bucks. I want to look at something. <laughs> well, you can look down. <laughs> I'll adjust my camera next time for you. Maybe you can. I can't. I can't uh, see nothing. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. So the next thing. This one's quite a bit cheaper, but this goes hand in hand with the chair. And this is rollers for the chair. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. Chairs now, like if you go buy an office chair anywhere, they usually come with these Mm -hmm. really garbage plastic rollers that do two things. One, they wear down over time. And two, they gather a bunch of crap. And if you have hardwood floors, they'll eat the finish off your floor. And what a lot of people will do is they'll go buy like a clear plastic mat to put on the floor. So Mm -hmm. it's ugly as sin, but it protects their floor. Don't do Mm -hmm. that. These rollers are awesome. They're $26.99. Man, I need to put these links Let me describe what he's trying to find. These are basically like the rollers from um, rollerblades. That's exactly what they are. They're They're basically the wheels from the rollerblades. Soft, kind of plastic. Yep. And I have a link in in our show notes right now if you guys want to see it. That's the only thing. I I feel like, okay, Man, I got to figure out how I'm going to do this to where I don't give all the all the stuff away. You guys will be clicking around while I'm looking at stuff. Yeah, no, we're going to go ahead and spend your money. Go ahead. All right. So those those are amazing. I've had those on my chair for a while. Like literally, I kept the old garbage ones on there for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And it did eat away the the floor, the, the coating on the floor, which really ticked me off. And when I was shopping around, that's how I found them. Love them. Wait, in the three years, the other ones that came on that? chair the work pro they didn't wear down they wore the finish off the that's floor that's what i'm saying they wore the finish off your floor yeah Holy because moly. because they pick up like dirt and stuff and then it just like kind of grinds it against in. the work pro chair uh, no it's <laughs> it's the same wheels that come on everything they're complete garbage hmm. so yeah definitely these rollerblade ones are amazing all right so the next thing that i've got is a sit stand type thing oh wait what a sit stand so you know, I've got my sit stand up desk that I love. Oh, right. But, you know, I custom built mine. I bought the the electric legs and all that stuff and and I built the top. Well, that's kind of, you know, if you got a workshop and you do all that kind of stuff awesome. If not, that's a bit, you know, that's a bit much. However, this this uh sit stand desk thing that I've got right here that I've got a link for, it's called the Vivo height adjustable and it's 36 inches wide, so it's a good width. Mhm. It's a thing that you can place on any desktop and you can lower it all the way down and then you can work on your desk just like regular, right? If you want to stand up at your desk, this has a uh, like a little lever on it. You pull it up and it'll, it'll raise up and it's even got a place for the keyboard to hold it out separately. So literally you can go from sitting to standing and you can put it on any desktop you want. And this thing's $189, right? 
that's quite a bit cheaper than what you'll get most places. And it's convenient because you can stick it on any countertop desktop that you got. Mm-hmm. So big fan of that. Uh, let's see. What's, what's my next one. Okay. So let me, let me get this link over here for you guys. So the next thing that I have is you can just overwrite the links, by the way. Yeah, that's what It'll I'm going to do. All right. So the next one I have is a mat for standing on. Because if you're going to be standing at a stand-up desk, standing on hardwoods for a long time or any kind of hard floor at all yeah. is crazy uncomfortable. Brutal on your back. Yeah, man. Back, feet, all of it. It's mm-hmm. bad. So Amazon has, like they have with everything now, and I feel kind of bad for, for everybody, they have gone and created their Amazon Basics version of the floor mat that mm-hmm. is going to put all the other companies out of business because it's 28 bucks as opposed to 70 So- yeah, man, this thing is 36 inches wide, so three feet wide. I mean, you know, that's... I, I will say this one um, that you that you linked to, the Amazon Basics version, it's got like a diamond kind of pattern on it, so it kind of feels like... Almost like carpet or something. Well, I was going to say like a truck box. Oh. It, it feels kind of <laughs> redneck, but I know that's not what... That's just a bad... It's a bad picture. Yeah. But um, there is another one, though, that I found... Uh, that wasn't that was just a solid. Yeah, that's what I have. And and you know, because you don't have. So you you picked it for a stand up desk, which is great. But even if you wanted it for like, um, maybe in your kitchen for like at the sink yep. or something, or at the stove or whatever, you know. Totally. Yeah. Any place yeah, where awesome. you spend a lot of time standing. And the thing is, that's inexpensive. Like I think the one that I bought back at the time, there wasn't much competition. It was like sixty five or seventy bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Like this thing's twenty eight dollars and it's got six hundred and thirty three reviews and almost four and a half stars, so pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, let me grab the next one out. Now this one is actually something that I'm trying to work on personally because I have absolutely horrific posture from sitting at a desk all day long every day. There are lots of companies that have been coming out with these things that help improve your posture. Basically, it'll pull your shoulders back and try and straighten up your back. And this one has great reviews. I, I don't think uh, I don't think it's that expensive. I want to say it was like thirty. Oh, it's nineteen dollars and ninety seven cents. I feel like James mentioned this in the Slack channel one time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I totally missed that. But I mean, dude, for twenty bucks to help improve your health, I mean, literally bring your shoulders back because we slouch over. You sit at a computer so long. Yeah, I forget why he humpback. said he needed yeah. it though, but he really he really liked it. Yeah, so that's, I mean, again, this thing has 1,576 customer reviews and four and a half stars. Hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty incredible for 20 bucks. If only it was a five-star review. Yeah, those things are, those are unicorns, man. <laughs> All right, so that that gets rid of that one. All right, so my next one, this will be no surprise to you guys, is the Sculpt Ergonomic. Oh, my God. So, I will preface it. This is the keyboard (laughs) I use. I I love this keyboard. I've been using it for like four years now. I hate this keyboard. Man, I love this keyboard. Love it, (laughs) love it, love it. And so, there's a couple things I'll say, and we've talked about it in the past, probably even two years ago during our gear episode, I think. The reasons I love this keyboard is because they type like the old school MacBook Pros, like, you know, 2011 on up, that have a real good tactile feedback put the link did i not put it in there uh, it's okay i know what it is all right i think i put it in there i'm sorry okay um 
So here's the cool part. Because they came out with a new version of this, this thing's now 60 bucks. It, it, you know, it used to be a hundred dollars. I thought you were going to say it's now vintage <laughs> or, or now it classifies as old hardware. Yes. This one's antique, uh, but it, like, seriously, the reason why it's amazing is because it's really thin or, or not very wide. And so you can put a mouse next to it. And so you're not having to move your arm very much when you are having to come off the keys. Right. Which is nice. You can, you can get things done and it, and it kind of removes some of that tension. I use it for my Mac. I use it for my PC. I use it for everything. The only two annoyances I have, well, three, I'll give you three annoyances. Can I give some? You you Go can. Ahead. So the first is there is no standard key cluster for like the home end, all that stuff. It's down the right, the right border of it. I can't stand that. It takes a while to get used to. I'm still not used to it and it's been years, right? But whatever. Oh, it's not your standard, like what, 104 key? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. It's not that. The, the second thing is. It's got this function toggle switch at the top so that your keys are either function keys or they're those built in, you know, Microsoft type Media keys. keys. Yeah, that I'm not a huge fan of, but whatever. I've gotten used to it to where I flip it and I know exactly how it works. So, whatever. And then the only other thing that I really don't like about it is the the top row of function keys. They're not real keys. They're like little They're like half a key. Yeah, they're terrible. They're absolutely horrible. But I always hit F12 and F11 wrong. F wrong. Wait, do you have the sculpt, Ergo? Yeah. Oh, my man. All right. So, <laughs> so, yeah. Now, check it out. I just told you the negatives. Now, let me back that up and give you some positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. The key tactile feel is just perfect. Like, straight up perfect. I love them. If, if you're not going for full-on mechanical and you like the chiclet keyboard, these things are amazing. The second thing is... The the angle for your hands is just amazing. I mean, like seriously, I, I love it. It's incredibly comfortable. I have the the riser on the front of it, and it just it yes. feels right. It it seriously feels right. Um what about the numpad? Do you use the separate attachment? I you know, I had it out there for a while and I found that I never used it. So same. I just got I I mean it's sitting in a drawer somewhere. Now the other thing I want to say that is absolutely stellar about this thing, I've got rechargeable batteries in it, right? I'm using the inner loops or whatever they are, which those things don't have as much juice in them as your standard alkaline batteries or anything. Dude, I think I've replaced the batteries in this thing two, maybe three times in four years. It's amazing. That's unbelievable. Like seriously, it is a wireless battery operated keyboard and I never change the batteries in it. We, I know you want to wax eloquent on this thing. What, what else you got? <laughs> wax on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sometimes um, I don't know how this happens. This happens, but I'll like, I'll open up a, a spreadsheet, which is like not common for me. You know, it's a once every couple of days thing and I'll start to kind of arrow around and, this whole spreadsheet's moving. It's because I somehow managed to hit scroll lock. Uh, and it's in a weird spot. I don't know how I'm doing this, but it's like every like week or so, I managed to turn scroll lock on somehow. Yeah. Yeah. That's if you reach up to hit that, that pause break or the print button, it's an, it's not in a great spot. And again, it's just the shape of it. They put things in odd spots and it, it's not the best thing ever. I'm, I'm going to keep my DOS keyboard. You're not convincing me. Yeah, that's the thing. If you like a mechanical keyboard and you're not into the ergonomic thing, there are other options, right? Mm -hmm. But 
the ergos maybe so, for me. So can I s- – are are you done waxing? I am. I'm done waxing. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can talk now. Okay. So, uh. so <laughs> I wanted to check. Uh, the one thing that that I don't like about it, which is actually just a comical comical thing, is that it is the loudest quiet keyboard <laughs> I have ever heard because it never fails. We will be on some video chat call. And I can hear the bang, 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 like on the on the desk on the keyboard, and it's just Alan banging away on this keyboard, <laughs> and the keyboard makes no noise, but yet I can I can hear his fingers banging on the keyboard through the desk, coming all the way through the microphone. That thing is loud. Yeah, I might have it a little too close to the microphone, <laughs> but yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that, that is fair. You need a you need a. A mouse mat for your your keyboard to dampen some of the vibrations there. I think I do. That is the loudest quiet keyboard ever made. But man, it feels amazing. All right. But it's nothing like you guys when you start banging on your mechanical keyboard because it feels like little hammers in your ear. Mechanical keyboard (laughs) going. It's like little bits of heaven. It's like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. It's like the little dude when you're the typist. Yeah, it's the dude on our logo sitting there chiseling on your eardrum. That's really what that is. It's that good, right? Oh, no. It it hurts. It is the little guy. All right. So I've got the next link in there for you guys. And this is the mouse I use. And here's the thing. It is so cheap. It's a $15 mouse and it's the vertical anchor. And I love this thing. It's, uh, it takes getting used to. So the thing is, is like at some point in my career, I don't remember five, six, seven years ago, like I would start getting wrist pains, right? Like, and I guess it's called RSI. I don't have carpal tunnel or anything, but I would notice after using keyboards and mice for a long time, it would hurt. Since I've gone to this sculpt ergo and this vertical mouse, Dude, it's like I never have pain in my wrists or my hands at all. Didn't this used to be more expensive? I don't. It's $15 That's what I'm saying. And it's amazing. The thing tracks perfectly. It's got three DPI resolutions, I think. Like, it's excellent. Now, I did put in the wired one. There's a wireless one as well that I like. But for some reason, 2015 MacBook Pros, when the CPU would go hot, it would disconnect all the USB stuff and it would drive me crazy. So anyways, both the wired and the wireless are excellent. Now I am going to put a disclaimer in here. I had the, I, I had one previously for like a year and a half and one of the button things started getting really loud and I couldn't take it. So I literally trashed it and bought another one for 15 bucks, but it's $15. Yeah. This is ba- <laughs> This is basically like holding on to a baby shark. To navigate your your <laughs> desktop It's so good, man. I'm, I'm telling you, and then you banging ha- on your keyboard at the same time. Hey, you have a vertical mouse that you tried too, right, Joe? Yeah, I got the anchor and I really liked it. But um, I actually ended up um getting the uh, sculpt keyboard with the mouse I showed to you, but it's filthy. Um, and I actually really like the mouse that came with it. It's got a little slant to it, not nearly as much as the anchor, but it's still kind of same deal. Cool. Um, so. Excellent. I am getting some tingles sometimes again, though. So you got to get the anchor, man. Got to get the anchor. I think he means he needs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So my next one, and I, I don't think leave we- tingles when I t- tingle. <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> I, I don't. Feel, I don't feel like you can oh not finish that sentence. So <laughs> the mouse. I know. It's they the sounded the words. Three D. I love. Settings. I love the English language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trying to man. save you joe right. moving right along so so i know that we can all agree on this next one 
And let me go ahead and put the link in here. This next one is important to all of us. You need good headphones as a developer. Straight up. Now, I have had my fair share of headphones <laughs> in my life. Now, I'm not saying that these are perfect for everybody, mm -mm. but here's what I'm going to tell you. This set that I'm putting in here, they're the Zero Audio, Zero Audio Carbo Tenori, or Tenor, not sure how they go, ZX, ZHDX200CT, way too many letters, way too many characters. Here's the thing. These are $42 on Amazon, and they're what I'm wearing right now on this podcast, and they sound amazing, straight up amazing, but they come hand in hand with my next offering. Comply. Comply foam tips. You cannot buy these things in good conscience without buying the foam tips, and the reason is the tips that came with them, they don't seal properly. And if you ever wear in-ears and they're not sealing, the sound is awful. Like, it, it feels like you're losing bass. It feels like you're losing other things. So, so in fairness, your total price out the door with these and the Comply Foams would be about 56 bucks. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm with you on the headphones, but, like, when we had that uh, that as a survey. I don't remember what everybody said. Because these are basically in-ear headphones. Yeah. So, they're kind of a hassle to, like. You know, to take it off and be like, wait, wait, what'd you say? It's and then so put beautiful. It back in if there, there's you. a reason. <laughs> yeah, people, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh. People come by, you can make a big deal of it. Like, man, oh, You're God, I got to mm -hmm. oh, hold on. Let me, I got to get this out of my ear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you do all that, then people will kind of be like, man, I'm not going to mess with that Old guy. man Allen over right? here. Right. I just pulled three pounds of wax out of my ear. Oh. There's hairs coming out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't necessary, it man. Is, it is. As a matter of fact, I think that you should probably even string something on there so when you pull it out and discuss people. But anyway, yeah, you should you should definitely look at it whenever you take it out every time. Yeah, totally. And now here's the other upside to this because I know we talked about this in the past when you used to travel a lot. You, I think you had the sure something. Oh yeah, I don't remember which ones, but you know, you said you would put them in and it would help your ears with pressure and all that, right? Because yeah, so well. I yeah, I mean, it's not that I've never used the in ears. It's not that I've never had them. I I just feel like there's a time and a place. And if you travel, uh, then there's that's definitely a time and a place because there if in ear headphones are extremely small to travel around and to carry in your laptop case, and if you use the comply tips on it, then you're gonna get. Number one, most importantly, much better noise isolation than you're going to get from any noise-canceling headphone. Yep. I don't care how much you spend on the noise-canceling headphones. Without the weird feeling that noise-canceling <laughs> give your ears too. And you don't have um, – your your ears aren't going to pop because the pressure doesn't change because it blocks it so well. Yeah. that So, that was the other thing. The noise isolation with the comply foam tips with these particular in-ears are just amazing. Like, literally, I can put these in and you guys have seen my house. There's like a circus going on in the background half the time mm -hmm. and I can barely hear it. And that's that's amazing. So, excellent audio quality. That's why he doesn't recognize how loud the keyboard is. Probably. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, huge fan of these headphones. Again, for about... 56 bucks like that is that is a killer deal on some high audio or some high quality audio okay now i gotta ask because yeah. you probably already can guess where this question is going to go i don't know <laughs> really i'm surprised what about the bass 
the bass in these are good. These are not these are not super bass heavy headphones, but uh, they're good. They're accurate. Like that's and that's where you know personal taste will come in here. Like there's other in ears that definitely give more boom than these, mm-hmm. but for just listening to good audio with some good soundstage separation, all that like these are these are excellent. So there are bassier headphones out there, but these aren't these aren't going to be your uh, you know drop it down low stuff. Hmm. All right, so my next one, and this one's going to be a little bit odd, I think, in this conversation, but I think it's important, and this, along with the next one, will matter, and I think I pasted it in there. This is the ATR2100 microphone, and it's a dynamic microphone, and I think all three of us have this thing, and we've all hooked it up to our computers at one point in time, so... The reason I like this thing, and look, there's 1,624 customer reviews on it. It's $64.59, and it's almost a five-star. Now, here's the deal. I feel like a lot of times, you know, pictures and videos speak louder than, than words. And so there's two reasons I recommend this. And one is, if you're not doing something on your own out there outside of work, you might be selling yourself short. We've talked about a lot of times, you know, get on GitHub, get, get involved in the community, do things, make videos, do something, get your name bigger than what you are on a sheet of paper on a resume or something, right? That I feel is important. On top of that though, this goes in hand with my next piece here that I will paste in the link. And that is if you were trying to describe something to a product team or a business stakeholder in your company or even with other developers or your manager or whatever, a lot of times if you record a quick little video and show what you've done or show what a problem is, it's a whole lot easier to describe in a one minute video than it is typing out five paragraphs that people aren't going to read. And so... If this this thing that I'm talking about is Snagit, it's a piece of software that is like almost the baby brother to the to the big boy like um, uh, Camtasia for Windows or yeah Camtasia, which is by TechSmith, the same company who makes Snagit. But you can like for fifty bucks, you get this awesome screenshotting tool that'll allow you take um, a screenshot, put annotations on it, draw arrows, do text boxes, all kinds of stuff. Right? You can decorate it real nice. It's almost like a OneNote that you're not paying a uh, or an Evernote that you're not paying a subscription for. And on top of it, it'll allow you to record video. And if you have that ATR hooked up, then you can put good quality audio on top of the video. So. I like that because it gives you all the tools you need to a be able to communicate well within your organization, send out some stuff that's easier than reading paragraphs of text and B it opens you up to doing your own YouTube videos or, you know, other things like that. Even if you want to game, right, you could use this thing for gaming. So I I think that they're, they're two good things. Joe, I'm curious if you have any, any thoughts on it? Because I think you have Snagit as well, right? I use Jing, which is similar. Um, doesn't have as, as nice of features. Uh, but I, I also use like the free version of Jing. I'm not sure if there's like a pro. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. But so if you want a free alternative, then Jing is not terrible. Yep. 
Yeah, definitely. Oh, it's I, Tech Smith as well, actually. It, they're and owned by like Tech they Smith. retired Jing Pro, and they're like, hey, just buy Snagit. So yeah, because I think... It's like Snagit is Jing Pro. I think Jing allows you up to X number of minutes of video, right? I don't remember what the cap is. But yeah, real short. Yeah, there's a limit on it, whereas Snagit removes that for 50 bucks. So, um, and... My last thing, and this is where a bulk of my money. So before this, let's see, before this, my grand total for everything there. Oh, it's not giving me my sum. What's that about? Dude, that was. Uh, 1995. <laughs> not quite. Ah, oh, doggone it. One dollar. Well, I don't know what happened. Anyways. All right, so moving on here, it, it's going to be somewhere. That's going to be somewhere in the ballpark of eleven hundred bucks. Now, granted, most of that was on the chair and the sit stand desk, and you know probably the keyboard were the high dollar price things there. My last thing is the big hitter, and this actually isn't released yet, so I feel like I'm cheating a little bit. But I did that review recently where I compared the HP Spectre and the um, oh man, the Lenovo Yoga Seven Twenty. So Asus or Asus is now coming out with what they're calling the ZenBook Flip UX561UD. And I'll have a link in the show notes. This thing looks like it is the perfect combination between that Spectre and the Lenovo. Like some of my some of my things that I didn't like about the Lenovo were it didn't have like an SD card port. It didn't have an HDMI port, right? And that's irritating. And then some of the things I didn't like about the Spectre was it the lower spec processor, the lower spec graphics card. This thing right here looks like it's going to be ridiculous. It has got basically everything. The latest core, eighth generation Intel 8550 quad core processor. It's going to have the GTX NVIDIA 1050 on it, which is amazing. And then... A couple of things that go along with it to boot is you can have up to a 512 gig SSD plus a two terabyte hard drive in the thing. Oh, that's great. This is a two in one also. So it's the convertible where you flip it around and the keyboards on the back. Uh, what else? 4K. Uh, 4K screen. It's got the stylus with a screen as well, which I like a lot for creative type stuff. Like if you're going to do videos or you're going to annotate things, awesome. Comes with Windows 10 Pro. 10 Pro, which is amazing. I don't care about the sound because that's all garbage. But there were other things like if anybody ever tells you a laptop has great sound, man, I, I can't I can't be talking to those people. Uh so the other thing it does have though, that it seemed like a lot of the current generation or the seventh generation Intel processors, they had Thunderbolt ports on them, but they were only half lanes. They were only using two of the four lanes. It looks like this thing is using the full lanes on the Thunderbolt ports because it says it'll do 40 gig data transfer. So this thing looks like it's literally what I had said at the end of that comparison video, which was, dude, take all the guts of this thing and mix it with some of the things of this. And, and I think you have the perfect thing. And this is approaching exactly what I think I would want to work with um, as my daily personal driver. It? So that's why I'm saying it's cheating. <laughs> My guess is this thing will be in the ballpark of about sixteen fifty. So if you look at HP's offering and and Lenovo's offering in the same realm, sixteen hundred dollars seems to be about that price point. And so I think that's about where this thing will be. So you went over. No, no. All of a sudden, you're eleven hundred. 
plus 1600. Oh, no. So I was wrong. No. Yeah. I take it back. No. When I was done with everything. Yeah. My math is not so good. <laughs> when I was done with everything, my grand total came to like 2468 or something oh, like that. Okay. So, okay. so let's. Did you write the iOS calculator app? Because they have problems with math too. <laughs> I know. I I'm, know. I'm, For I'm, iOS 11, did you contribute to that? Uh, that's horrible. Man, my, my <laughs> thing's all jacked up. I don't know why it's not working. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, anyways, that is a list of all my stuff here. I'll tell you exactly what my thing. I want to see this when you get it. Although they say quad speaker Harman Kardon, I think they're trying to say they got good speakers. Dude, that's so. such garbage. So I, I mean, I will say okay. So my grand total came to twenty four eighty two nineteen. So if we take out that <laughs> equal that minus sixteen fifty, so I'm really Carried terrible. The one eight hundred and thirty bucks for my pie. total other stuff. So it wasn't that bad, but but yeah, man. Like seriously, that thing looks amazing. And if it does come out and it's somewhere in that ballpark, it will be mine. <laughs> Straight up, it'll be mine. <laughs> so that's yeah, my shopping list. That's a uh, yeah. When so just to kind of sum it up from. I mean, you got from chair, desk, or, you know, desk um, accessory, mouse, keyboard, headphones, microphone, some software, laptop. I mean, soup to nuts. Like, you got a, a pretty solid, like, a really solid setup with um, some some nice-to-haves. Yeah, uh, dude. For 2500 Yeah, man. I, I was pretty – now, I will say I spent some time on my fictitious shopping list here. <laughs> There's no question. I like how he bought a mouse and keyboard for a laptop. Well, you got to. <laughs> well, I mean, now, now think about it, though. That sit-stand desk, right? That mm-hmm. thing, you put the laptop on top because that's going to be your monitor. Because I almost budgeted for a monitor, but I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'd rather have the laptop hardware. So you stick that thing on top. You uh-huh. put the keyboard and mouse down below it. Dude, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's almost a complete dev setup. Dude, that, that yeah. That's some really nice features. And we should mention, too, um, we always have really awesome show notes because Outlaw is amazing. And um, we're going to have links to all this stuff and they are going to be affiliate links, which means if you click these links and if you buy, you know, pencils or whatever, you are supporting the show, which is awesome. And yep. we really appreciate it. Totally. So go, you know, check out the stuff, buy other stuff. Yes. Be great. Yes. <laughs> all all right. right, Joe, tell us how you spent your money. Yes, sir. Okay. So, <clears throat> I mean, you, you guys already know that mine's going to suck, right? <laughs> Like, I'm just not a hardware guy. I, I never have been. I, I pretty much just always ask you guys what I should buy, and then I just buy it. I don't know that I would say um, that I was expecting yours to suck. I am expecting that yours is going to be like 90% links to Steam games. <laughs> that that was uh, something that was a consideration. Um, except I already have every Steam game. Uh. <laughs> I couldn't find $2,500 games that I didn't already own. So, Well, I mean, um, it didn't stop Alan from picking things he already had. No, it didn't at all. <laughs> That's true. I doubled down. Very true. <laughs> All right. And so, you know, I tried to kind of think about like, okay, how can I contribute? And so I kind of came up with um, with three ideas. Um, so we'll just roll through them really quick. So, um, you know, the listeners, dear listeners, you're getting, um, it looks like five <laughs> shopping sprees. Because <laughs> he's three in one right now. <laughs> yeah, basically, I, you know, I'm... I'm a jerk. He has so, three alternate shopping. Wait, yeah, you're yeah. going to give us three? Yeah, so basically lists? he's giving us $7,500 worth of stuff that he buys. Yeah, so I, I came up with some rules for a contest and then I crapped all over them. Hey man, I'll tell you what, man. If I had known that, I would have opened my my world up a lot. <laughs> Did you expect anything different? 
Okay, I'm listening. All right, let's do this. Shopping list number right. one. <clears throat> yeah, shopping can we, list can number we one. Play this like a you know what's behind door number one, door number two, and door number three. I think we should. Yeah. All right. Well, shopping list number one. Um, I found uh, a MacBook Pro that is twenty four hundred dollars. <laughs> or sorry, uh, two thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> uh, and yeah, let me paste it in there. There we go. Um, you pasted, uh, the, you pasted, pasted the price, man. So well. There's not a link there. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not pasting my rows very well. It's okay. We get it. MacBook Pro, we've seen them. Wait, wait. All right. Yeah, so tell me go. this, though. Without seeing the link, did you go for a refurb model from Apple or did you go? No. See, I, I think that's what I would have done. He probably he probably went, like, he took one of the off-the-shelf configurations. <laughs> right. So he didn't yeah. increase the RAM. <laughs> he didn't increase, nope. you know. Uh, yeah. I was happy with the RAM though, um, so that wasn't a, that wasn't a big deal. But um, I was a little bummed that I only got two fifty six, but I didn't want to go down to the thirteen inch, and so um, that's that's what it was. So I hadn't intended on sticking with the default because I know you know you should update something, right? Man, I gotta say um, this is comical. He's pasted something oh. like twelve times in a row, <laughs> and we still don't have the link. Watching him no, try it's to all the talk to the right. and paste at the same time is hilarious. This is awesome. I've got subtotals, all the way to the right. <laughs> We're pretty much getting yeah. a bill of materials pasted into the- Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, there is one. It's way off to the right. It's like it's 20 miles right. out to the right. Yeah. Yeah. I kept mine in the spreadsheet because uh, – so this one was obviously not that hard, right? I mean, this is kind of the obvious answer. So, like, you have $2,500 to build, you know, build out like a dev system. Like, that's what I do. I get a $2,500 laptop, right? <laughs> Um, but you know, that's not very much fun. Right. So I decided to, um, I'll just tell you what I like my real answer though. Like let's just kind of ignore that. Like what I really would do in real life, this is like honest, honest to goodness. Like if I had $2,500, I had to spend like on tech gear. What I would do is, um, argue my way into going last after both of you two. And I would pick the items from your lists that you've researched <laughs> and basically build a dev setup based on your guys' recommendations because that's how I always buy my stuff. Like I always <laughs> basically like pick your guys' brains and then go get it. What was the hardware review that we did last year? Let me go and pull that up. There's my shopping list. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, I've already written down the uh, the desk, uh, stand-up desk um, thing. That's, uh, that's definitely on my shopping list now for the Christmas. Vivo. Nice. Yep. Um, so I'll be getting that. Um, <laughs> but um, I did make. So that's that's two of my lists right there. So the second list was not actually. I didn't actually make it. Um, I'll, I'm constructing it as we go along. <laughs> uh, so are you ready for the one that I put the most time into? I am, man. All right. So uh, just to be even more annoying, I'm going to go one item at a time. Second list. <clears throat> So I had some money left over and I wanted to get the most out of my, you know, my, my shopping spree here. So, um, you know, I kind of thought like, you know, what, what would Scarface do? Right. You know, if he had $25 worth of tech, just brand new boxes sitting on his desk, I feel like he would have like a big pile of, uh, you know, illegal illicit drugs. Right. So that's what you're spending it on. That's not interesting to me. <laughs> However, this is taking forever. I'm so sorry. No, no. This I is did good. find the, the tension's building. On Amazon for 12.99, you can buy a big 
super fat bag of craft cheddar cheese powder. <laughs> Much more interesting to me than illegal drugs. Oh man, this is the, real. Yeah. <laughs> and not $1,299. Let's not confuse that with $12.99. This is $12.99. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had like $13 <laughs> this is a left one over. Pound bag of cheddar cheese powder. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that one's mostly for looks. So uh, Joe has his Vivo desk there, Bob. <laughs> Piles of cheddar cheese powder. Say yeah. hello to my little friend. <laughs> with little with little orange chiclet keys on his surface keyboard. Yep. Well well see, um that's uh, I, I thought about that, right? You don't want to make a mess. Um <laughs> And so uh, I've, I've protected my hardware, and we'll, we'll get to that. Um, but this is not this is not me being crazy. This is actually very well thought out. Are and you sure it's not you being crazy? Oh man. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll let let me know if this is crazy when we get to the end here. So, um, and, and this is very actually this sounds crazy like cheese powder, but it's very much on theme with. <laughs> I'm um, pretty sure that's not the next tech couple hardware. items. It is. <clears throat> well, if you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so for 1620 i found a book i went with a physical copy because i got a good deal on that cheese powder um <laughs> when bigly in a world where facts doesn't matter this is a, a book by the uh the um the dober guy basically talking about uh just some crazy political type stuff but i just thought that would look good on the desk too next to my big pile of cheese powder <laughs> and this was another filler i'll admit you know, I, I wanted to get the most of, of my money out. And I, it, this just kind of fit, right? Uh, so, I've got a book. I've got some cheese powder. Yes. Now, let's take a turn. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm afraid, like, let's see who gets it first. Next, I'm going to need three USB hubs. I found really nice USB hubs. Did a little bit of research. Great reviews, $27.99 each. It was expensive for a USB hub, but they're, they've got a really nice power supply, and uh, they're really good about just delivering good, consistent power okay. to all of those 21 ports. Okay, so this this thing just just to, oh I know exactly where you're going. Okay, so um, <laughs> this thing to be clear is only a charger. This is not a USB hub. This is only a charging port or dock. Yeah, it's almost like power sub like those strips, right? That I'm, you can maybe mount to something I, I, and plug I, in a I bunch of USB wanna, peripherals. I, I kind of want to instant message you don't, to see if don't I'm Don't do right. it. You know it. You know it. I do. I know you know it. <laughs> and and uh, the next item, if it's getting closer. Uh, it's getting closer. <laughs> oh, let me see what we're up to total-wise here. Oh, uh, we're balling right. right now. We're like $57. Oh, wait. No, 113 113 Well, the next item... Uh, because the those those USB chargers weren't cheap for all three of them. It's eighty three bucks, almost eighty four. Now the next item is more expensive. I found basically a wine cooler with a clear front, uh, so you could fit thirty six bottles of wine. But if you take those racks out of there, then you've got a nice refrigerated, see through computer case. <laughs> oh man, I know exactly. Right. One hundred seventy two dollars. Yeah. How am I not in on this? How are you, how are you doing humidification control there, sir? I haven't considered that. Okay, just wondering. All right. You open the door every now and then. 
wipe it out. <laughs> I put some. Uh, I put some. Maybe that. You know what? Um, I take some of that uh, cheddar cheese powder, and it, it maybe will absorb, kind of like baking soda would for you know normal human beings. <laughs> that way, it becomes like a block of cheese. <laughs> Good call, sir. Good call. That's actually how you turn it into cheese, right? That's how yeah. you hydrate it. Yeah. I like it. All that's right. how. You, that's how you make cheese. Yep. I got it. Got it. <laughs> So that's how Jesus made. Oh, I think. <laughs> that should be the show quote. Oh. All right. Now, I'm, by the way, I'm also going up in price. Yes. So um, every item is considerably more. Um, next is a, a really nice power supply. Um, so this one is $325. I kind of forget why I picked it. It's rack mount. Um, <laughs> it's kind of small. Uh, I think it had two plugs. So you could actually like plug two, you know, 210 whatever lines into it, which was really important to me. So I wanted to be able to kind of plug it into two different outlets, maybe even on two separate walls. Um, so I thought that would be really nice. And I need that to power my USB hubs. <laughs> All I, right. I love this, man. Oh, my wait, final item. The one power. Really? So we've got, um, just, to, just to recap and be even more annoying, we've got the cheese powder. We've got Winbigly. We've got three USB hubs. We've got a really expensive computer case slash wine cooler. Uh, we've got an expensive power supply. Now, I have found uh, a really good deal on some USB Bitcoin miners. Each one is $89. And if you get 21 of them, That'll bring uh, my total <laughs> to uh, $1,888 and bring my grand total to $2,499.77. And I'm going to plug these 21 bad boys into that USB hub. I'm going to put them in the fridge and I'm going to mine Bitcoins and I'm going to make that $2,500 back and I'm going to buy even more stuff. So it's <laughs> it's infinite worth. Oh, that's so beautiful. Hey, wait, did you, you didn't put the links to those, those Bitcoin miners in. Oh, uh, I do, I do have them. I'll get them for you. So I was just USB. Man. I was so uh, close. Go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. And so part of the deal here is, is I do work from home so I can kind of keep an eye on things, um, with me and my cheese powder. Um, also I can write off my power, right? That's, uh, you know, home office. So if my electricity bill uh, is a tax write-off, so I can <laughs> be a total scuzzball and uh, and get tax benefits for the power I spend. I also run a warehouse where I play some music where I don't pay for power. So I thought about installing it up there, so I don't have to worry about the inside, like basically having you know 220 volts running day and night. Hey, how, these bitcoins for me. Hey, how many of these did you buy? Twenty-one. So that's 700. Dude, this is kind of impressive now. Let's, so first off, I got to say, I halfway knew what you were doing. I thought you were going to buy a bunch of Raspberry Pis to plug into it. Uh-huh. I, I was close. Um, so this is kind of interesting. Your little bit Bitcoin miners only consume 35 watts of power, which is, which is not bad because how many did you say you did? I can't remember. 21. 21. That's only 735 watts of power. That is about the equivalent of a high-end gaming rig, right? That's that's Uh-oh. doing yeah, some I knew that. So so that's <laughs> not terrible. Like if 700 you, watts is what you calculated, so he's maxing out his UPS. 
it, he's maxing out his GPS almost, right? Because no, it was a thousand, right? No, it was a seven hundred. Oh, it was a seven hundred. So you're maxing out your UPS. Volt amp. Okay. But uh, 735 is not bad for 21 Bitcoin mining machines, if they're actually any good, right? Like this thing only has, you know, three and a half stars. So, well, I mean, yeah, it's but, shipped and sold by Bitminer Joe. So I feel like this is Joe. <laughs> Did you make these, Joe? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, you asked uh, like the number one question on all the, the Bitcoin miners, which I looked at, which I looked at a ton, actually, uh, one night when I watching the movie. And that's like the number one question. I don't remember what this one said, but uh, basically people are like, how much do I make per month? And so you see all sorts of crazy answers and like none of it really makes sense. You know, it's like it's pretty much impossible to to, to even answer. But uh, at some somehow some crazy like math while watching Stranger Things 2, I figured out that it would pay for the whole thing would pay for itself within three months. Really? And anything after that is just gold. You think it would really? I think so. Based on very little. <laughs> hey, hey, look, man. I'm actually happy with your research. I feel like you've done a disservice to me now because I'm probably going to go try and buy this. <laughs> hey, man, just buy a USB thing, you know, see see how it goes. Uh, you know, 89 bucks. And I mean, that's much cheaper than a single Bitcoin. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's kind of interesting. I, I like where you went with this. That's fun. Yeah, and so now the the desk full of cheese powder doesn't sound so crazy, right? I don't want to go after Joe, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair, Joe. Oh. We'll take a little break. We'll do the survey. You know, it'll be fine. Well, where's your third shopping list? We still got another shopping list. No, that was list the third one. Through. The second one was he was going to pick off ours. That's what he said, yeah. right? The second yeah, shopping list. Yeah, that's what I would do in real life. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that was... Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, the first list was like my real answer. The second list was what I would do in real life, which is, you know, very different from what we talk about on the show a lot of times. And then the third list is my Bitcoin mining rig, which I'm <laughs> going to use to make infinite dollars to buy infinite amount of other stuff. Hey, I do want to say, though, on the MacBook thing, here's here's a pro tip for people. If you are actually shopping for a MacBook Pro, and let's say that you want one that's spec higher than what you're willing to spend, if you go to the refurb store on Apple's site, on Apple site, you can usually get a three to four hundred dollar discount on on a piece of hardware that they will warranty the same as they will a new piece of hardware. For so. some reason, though, I expected your tip, your pro tip for buying, like as you said, like, hey, here's a pro tip for you. If you're shopping around for a MacBook, don't. <laughs> That's what I expected that you were going to say for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, it's probably not far off, but no. Yeah, I, seriously, I would go to if you go to the Apple site and you scroll down to the very bottom of the page under the store section. There's refurb, and typically you can get some ridiculously high end things for three, four hundred bucks off, which is a ten to twenty percent discount in some cases. Sometimes you can get higher. Uh, you do want to check and make sure the model year number and all that kind of stuff. But for that same twenty four ninety nine that you spent, you might even be able to get a higher spec one for that same price. And you're, if you're really lucky, you can get one without the smart bar. Oh my god! Yes. Oh, the touch bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't even tried it actually. You should. It's it's not terrible. Man, I'm not an early adopter. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're past that phase. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, uh, let's take a little break here and ask you again to please leave us reviews. We really appreciate it. 
it means the world to us. It's really opened a lot of doors for us and really interesting opportunities. And it's been uh, just super huge. And uh, we love reading them. We love getting them. We love sharing them. Um, it really helps us grow as a show and opens those doors for us. So if you could, please go to www.codingblocks.net slash review. And you'll find links to like leave reviews on like Stitcher or iTunes or Podchaser or whatever, you know, is easiest for you. Um, it's just really fantastic. So we really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, slash review. And so with that, let's head into my favorite portion of the show. Survey says. All right. So last episode we asked, how often do you replace your phone? And your choices are every year because you got to have the latest tech every other year. And lastly, not until it breaks and maybe not even then. All right. So, uh, let's go. Let's go so, Joe. Yeah. I was thinking like you went first too. Yeah. So yeah. Joe, you go first. Tell me what you think is the popular choice. Most oh, popular gosh. choice. It's, it's really tough. I could see things uh, all across the spectrum. So I'm going to go ahead and go with every other year because it's kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. And like uh, I'm going to put it at uh, 37%. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say every other year only because most of our listeners are in the U.S. And here, cell phone plans are sort of geared around that or have been for years and years and years, right? You get the replacement every two years. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of built into your plan. At least it used to be. So I'm going to say that, and I'm going to go 38%. Ooh. 37 and 38. That's so right. going by prices, right? Rolls, That's right. You're trying to, I'm trying to win. Uh, you realize these could be fractional, but okay. 37.01. Um, right. <laughs> Too late. No, you said 38. Yes, I did. Uh, okay. That's interesting, though. You both had some, I thought, some very thoughtful answers, like good logic behind them. I mean, you're both wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah then it's no, never you're both wrong it was yeah not until it awesome. breaks and maybe not even then my people <laughs> <laughs> this is my tribe <laughs> yo <laughs> uh, that was actually shocking i i expected it to be more in the i i expected the other two to be more popular like how are we talking how much percent are we talking oh no i mean it was like 60 percent yeah. Awesome. That makes yeah. me so happy. 60% of the vote was in the uh, not until it breaks category. Did somebody post this on Facebook or something to a non-developer group <laughs> of folks? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. The, every other year. Now, that was number two, 34. So, it was a strong number two. But still, that's- I really thought every year, though, I expected more out of every year. They're just too expensive nowadays. I, honestly, that's the only reason why why that one wasn't a thing. I mean, dude, I mean, we've all talked about it. A a mid range phone now runs you four hundred bucks. Yeah, right. But the reason why I thought that it would be more is from the point of view of developing for them. That developers might be buying their own, but I guess yeah, it wasn't as high as I thought it would be. Yeah, man that that's 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 so, interesting. So <clears throat> for this episode survey, we're heading into the holiday season, and on your shopping list, you might be tempted to put, you know, your favorite tech gadgets that you uh, might want on your uh, Christmas list. 
So the survey, the question is, do you trust your family to buy the tech you want? So your choices are, I trust them. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> or I'm hoping for the best, but please include gift receipts. Or no way, because not even with a very specific list, things will go sideways. I love this one. I know my answer. <laughs> you know, the, the joke, uh, it, yeah, this is like a running joke in, in my family because do you remember Stompers? Do you remember those? No. No? Okay. So it was, it was a toy from way back. But the joke was like, you know, you ask for a stomper and instead I got a stamper, right? <laughs> so it's like, you know, if, if you ask your parents, like, you know, if you had like on the list, like, oh, I want an Xbox One or something like that. Instead, you get like, here's a box of ones. I don't know what you're going to do with them. That was a weird thing you asked for, but here you go. I got them foam. I got them as foam numbers so you wouldn't hurt yourself. If you say so. <laughs> oh, speaking of the Xbox One. So I got that the the Xbox One X right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's pretty awesome. I don't get to play it near as much as what I'd like to, but mm -hmm. I mean it's an expensive piece of hardware for what it is. But mm -hmm. the graphics are amazing, like straight up, like four K, beautiful, mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous. But it's like sixty frames. 60 frames. Well. well, it's now here's the interesting thing that they've done with it. They've actually set it up very similar to what you do on computers. You can tweak the games. It depends on the developers who make mm -hmm. the games. You can tweak it to say, I want a higher frame rate or I want better graphics, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. They've actually gone the route of the PC, <laughs> you know, tweak your settings, which is kind of cool. I will say, like, Forza is gorgeous. Right. Like, well, that's gorgeous. pretty much the only game that they have to really, uh, no, there's like a hundred of them. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like games that that highlight the Xbox One X's capabilities. Forza Seven is the game right now, right? That's what I recall. So that they basically took there's like a launch list, even though they're not games made for it. There's a launch list of like a hundred games where developers have already enhanced them. So, so Forza was one. I want to say Call of Duty World War Two was another one. Um, th there's there's several out there, but but yeah, Minecraft, ironically enough, is enhanced for it. I mean, because that one, otherwise those big blocks would look pixelated. I, look, man, this is going to sound stupid, but I bought it for my daughter. It, those blocks look really good. Dude, Minecraft <laughs> is so relaxing. Like you go, you build a little house, like you make a little dungeon, whatever, little castle. Man, You're it doing like, it wrong. It's amazing. <laughs> You're on the wrong server, man. You got to play like Hunger Games on it. Oh, dude. <laughs> Connect to the right server, man. But yeah, I, I'm I am impressed with it. Although I have to say, this thing has a one terabyte drive in it. That's not going to be enough. No, dude, they're not four games. And I spent the entire first day downloading updates for them. Like, yep. it, like seriously, gigabytes. Like probably two hundred gigs of updates for four games. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, <laughs> I don't have time for this. Yeah. So so here's a pro tip. For anyone listening, uh, if you are tempted to buy a console for maybe a family or whatever uh, for the holidays, and you want them to be able to open that up and play Christmas morning, you can do them the favor and go ahead and open it up during your leisure 
set it up and install the games, download the updates so that Christmas morning it can actually be played. Otherwise, it's not going to be played until Christmas evening, if then. <laughs> that is such a perfect tip, too, because you also ran into the thing, I think, what was it, last oh, yeah. year or the year before? No, it was, like, it was like a couple years back, like right after- The Hackers, right? Yeah, it was right after, it was like Lizard Squad or something like that. What was the name mm-hmm. of that group that took yeah. down uh, Xbox Live and PlayStation Network? And so you couldn't even you couldn't even use the device. Nobody played on Christmas Day. That's terrible. Yeah. 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 It was awful. Yeah. Very cool. So now it's your turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to do a quick uh Google feed? Oh, we do. I don't know we that do. we've done one in a no, while. We must. And mm-hmm. uh since since you did bring up um Xbox and gaming, it kind of made me think, you know, you brought up Call of Duty World War Two. So why does Call of Duty Mm-hmm. What is Call of Duty? There are eight great choices here. So they're 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 reasonable. There are eight great ones. Yeah. Why does <laughs> Hey, did you get the new World War Two? By the way. Uh no. Are you? Wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's wow. No. All right. Yeah. I, I, uh, I got not- an Xbox now. We can play. I need to know But a game. that wasn't one of your choices. That I saw your game list and I'm like, oh, I got that. I got that. Oh, you do have them? All right, cool. I mean, some of the ones that you had, I was like, yeah, okay. All right, cool. Yeah, we need to play. Anyways, um, Call of Duty. Why does You said, why does Call of Duty? <clears throat> yeah, why does Call of Duty? Crash. Oh, okay. I'll, t- I'll take that one. Weighing in at number two, why does Call of Duty WW2 keep crashing? Wow. Uh, also, I will accept why does, at number four, why does Call of Duty Ghost freeze? Okay. I Joe, got one. can you top it? I'm number two on the board, man. Mm-hmm. Costs so much. <laughs> oh, man. That's a great one. You nailed it. Number really? one? That was number seven, though. Oh, but, sweet. Uh. But he did nail it. Why does Call of Duty cost so much? Yeah. So, Alan wins the board. Sweet. What was number one? All right. Number one, why does Call of Duty lag? Ah, okay. Number three, to fill in the blanks here, why did Call of Duty have different developers? Hmm. Number five, why does Call of Duty Infinite Warfare lag? (laughs) I guess it was specific to that one. Number six, why does Call of Duty have bad graphics? And last one, why does Call of Duty sell so well? Because it's amazing. I thought they were all great. Yeah. 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 Wait, what? You how'd you just give a look? You don't like Call of Duty? No, I I was just surprised at that uh, the answer is like uh like the bad graphics particularly. It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know that one. Upgrade your video that's, card. That's haters, man. Yeah. Haters gonna hate. Yeah. Them. Exactly. Very nice. All right. So with that, let's walk into or step into my uh my list here. And uh, let me get some link stuff going so that I can uh, send you guys some links. So I took a different direction than you guys. I mean, I'm actually really surprised by this. I thought for sure there would be collisions um, in what we would pick between the three of us. I thought there would at least be one collision and there wasn't. There's not a single one. So that is impressive. So, for my first pick, uh, I went the direction of 
And and I also went the direction of a little bit different than than definitely you, Alan. Um, where like truly, if I had the money right now and I was going to go out and buy something that I didn't already have, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Okay. So so you know, prepare to be surprised by some of these, or maybe not. But um, so starting out with for the build. And I categorized some some of these. All right. So for the build is what this category is. So you're building your new PC and uh, you know, you're looking for things for the build. So um you're gonna notice a pattern here. These are gonna start out kind of blingy. This is the Corsair Lighting Node Pro. Okay. So this I is like it. this is uh for $49.99. You can add LED lights to your uh to the inside of your case your computer case. Now, obviously I'm assuming that you're going to have a case that you can see through, which works out well for Joe's refrigerator. I mean, uh, refrigerated case. <laughs> yes. So uh, yes. it comes with four magnetic back strips that you could place anywhere in your case. And if you need to, uh, actually, uh, you know, it does include like an adhesive if you needed it, but each channel, or each strip can be on its own channel, so you can customize the colors of each strip, or you can have them work in unison um, together. If you've never seen one, it's a really cool way to uh, decorate your your the inside of your computer and, and see it and everything. Um, you know, pretty. I like it. All right. Yeah. Number two for the build uh, is – let me walk down there – Keeping in mind here is the Corsair HD series RGB LED fans, which can plug into that same node controller. All right. So this way your fans, the color of the fans can be in sync with the LED lighting strips. So, you know, this was a $79.99 for three fans. You know, I know you're shaking your head like, am I really going to spend $80 for fans, Michael? You know, you just got twenty five hundred dollars. Why not? Right? Hey, I spent I spent eighty on mine. We we talked about that. Yeah, and plus, you know, I mean, why not? These you know, are pretty. These are, these are some cool looking fans, uh, and the fact that they'll they'll sync with the Lighting Node Pro is huge, right? Now, here's the big one, though. Uh, kind of keeping in in the spirit of this. Let me close that. And next in the build category is a must-have, the Corsair Hydra Series High Performance Liquid CPU Cooler. And I only picked the H60, so a single radiator, single fan, okay? And obviously, I'm swapping out the fan for one of my LED fans. But uh, I picked the single because it just felt like, well, I probably don't need all the other overkill, but I want the space... Savings. I don't want to have a giant heatsink taking up all the space because I want these LED colors to be able to shine around. You know, I want them to have some room, and uh, so that's why I want the liquid cooler uh, CPU. And so basically, what you could do with the radiator is just put it where your stock fan probably already is on the back of your case, right? Um, so you're not like using any additional space. Now, if you do have, you know, maybe uh, one of the current style cases where you have space on the top you could put it there if you wanted to but i was just thinking like you would replace the fan that was in the back that would normally be in the back right yeah that's really the what you said the space savings is the key component of these things they're tiny it's pretty much the only reason and if you look at this thing man it's got over 2400 reviews all right with a 4.3 star rating on amazon 
That's that's a pretty strong rating. Yep. All right. Uh, next in the list. Now, this one, <clears throat> I do expect you to not like this one. This one's totally blingy. Uh, again, you're going to notice the theme. Where did it paste? Corsair. This is the Corsair Vengeance RGB 32 gigs of DDR4 RAM. So this RAM lights up. Now, this one is <laughs> a big ticket item on my list. I no will give doubt. you that. But if you go shopping around for any kind of RAM that has that that's uh got lights. You, got lights on it, yeah. <laughs> none of them. None of them. Man, I want my stuff to look good. So let's let's put this in perspective though. So the price tag on this is $394.99. You're basically paying about $120 for some lights on top of those four sticks of RAM. I'm good with that. <laughs> I really well, am. It's I never honestly, occurred to me to search to, for RAM lighting. You're trying to guilt me into this, but you know what? You're going to buy that RAM once. I'm good with it. Oh my God, man. That's I honestly am. And in fact, I actually considered because like a Corsair does make a, another, um, uh, it's like a, it's almost like a heat sink that sits over the RAM that can also, uh, you know, has, has its own LED on it. But I was like, no, what? If you've ever seen a computer that had the, um, RAM that had the LEDs built into it. It just looks so cool. And and really the thing is, is that the one that really looks really cool is the um, uh, the G Skill Trident Z series. Have you seen that? I have one. Yeah. Oh man, those look amazing. But um, if I remember right, the reviews weren't. There were some. I read some bad reviews on it. And uh, wait, how do these things hook up? What do you mean? How's it hook up? Like, where, where's the lighting? How do you configure the light on it? The color? Yeah, that's on. That's attached to the stick. It's not an add-on to the stick. No, but I mean, like, do you to buy the-, the color you want? I guess is what I'm getting at. Like, no, no, no. So this is the reason why I picked all Corsair is so that you can control it all through the same software. But how's it? How are you controlling? Oh, I guess it's going to be like part of whatever's driver? going into the RAM, right? Yeah, never mind. It, yeah. it's, it's programmable. All right, got so it. That, so that's wow. the key. That's the key reason why I didn't put the uh, G Skill Trident on there was because I was thought, well, if you're already going to spend that kind of money on it, and I read some bad things on it, and it's like, well, why not just get everything the same brand so that you know it, it can use all the same software so that everything can be synchronized? Because then it, I'm telling you, if you ever see one. Where it is all synchronized, it's pretty. It is. It is a pretty build, right? So that's for the build. And then I thought, well, if we're really going out, like, you know, because <laughs> the, the four hundred dollar memory wasn't really going out on a limb. <laughs> not yet, buddy. <laughs> we're getting there. Oh, good guy. So, so it wouldn't be a build. Worth having without your Samsung 960 Pro Series 512 gig NVMe drive. So for $289.99, that bad boy could be yours. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> That's the first one. Yeah, I got one. No, no, I actually, no, I like all these. The RAM was the only one that I was like, whoo, whoo. So... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, this the hey, look, man. I actually bought the uh, I bought the I bought this one, the pro version. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I bought the pro version. It was on sale at the time. I got it for like two fifty. But yeah, rub it in. Rub same it exactly in. one. Sa- same one here. Yeah. Oh, and that was an important note though, is that I did go with the pro, so you get the the faster read and write speeds. But more importantly, is the lifetime uh, of the drive is much greater for the pro than it is for the non. Now, why didn't you go with the two terabyte stick? Just out of curiosity. Because that would have been twelve hundred dollars <laughs> in my in my budget. Hey, look, I actually thought about this, okay? Because you know what, I could have been really. Here was like one thought before I go on. <clears throat> I thought about. It, I was like, you know what, I could be really uh, lazy about this, and and also be very uh, predictable in my pick, and be like, okay, I want the. Oh, yeah, this is the way I'd have to say it. I want the Apple iPhone ten. <laughs> The Apple Watch Series 3 <laughs> GPS plus cellular, Apple TV 4K. Oh, and then, like, maybe throw, like, literally, if I picked the iPhone 10, the, I, I added it up, the iPhone 10, the Apple T, the latest Apple TV, and the watch, I would have been at like $1,800 just for those three items. And then God. I was like, well, you could just hack on an iPad and, you know, round it out, right? Jeez. And it would have been like a, a very, uh, easy way to do it. Very lazy way. Now, I'm not saying anything against Joe's first shopping list. That <laughs> one was great, but it would have been very expected for me to say something like that. And that's why I didn't. This might be the most research we've ever done for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so I, you know, and, and then another thought that I had was I could build out like spec out a build for an entire machine with that $2,500, which, you know, Joe had the classifications of like, oh, here's what I'd ideally like to do. Here's what I'd realistically like to do. And here's what I would theoretically do. Right. And realistically, if I had the $2,500 that I was just going to randomly spend, maybe that's how I would, I would probably, you know, if I had, if it had to be spent towards a, um, you know, towards tech that technology gadgets that I would use, things like that, then maybe that's what I would do. But uh, I thought, well, that might be a little bit too easy as well, right? That similar as to like me just picking the four Apple products, right? Right. Um, so, so I didn't want to build out the rest of the PC. So that's where the, the build series stops. And we, we now get into uh, our favorite category, gaming. This is one that's important because every developer, and I know what you're saying, but Michael, that's not what you need for development. So you can't pick anything gaming. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Time out. Because we all need for our own mental health, we need to take a break every now and then, right? Step away from the keyboard. Get up off me. This is what I'm picking. Yeah. Well, so, step away from the keyboard. What? Right. So, right. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, if you're like me, you step away from the keyboard, and all that means is you turn to your right to get to the to the next one, which yep. is the Xbox One X. $499.99 for that bad boy. So that is next on my list. That is the must-have for the Christmas season, uh, which would not be complete without a proper the controller headset. Oh, okay. Oh. So, I picked the Astro Gaming A40TR headset plus Mixamp Pro for the Xbox One. And these are great headphones. If you've never seen them, um 
you can use them for your PC or your console of choice. Now, you have to pick which console you want. So um, they sell them for both PlayStation and Xbox, but you have to pick ahead of time which one you're going to want. So unfortunately, you can't use the same headset with both, which is a little unfortunate. But it comes with an amplifier, you know, an amp for it. And these are very modular headphones. So you can, um, the mic, the boom mic on the headphone unplugs. It just uses a, uh, what was it, like an eighth inch uh, plug. Um, and you can also customize them. So there's some cool things that you can do with that. But these are $249.99. These are the headphones that, like, if you go to any kind of gaming competition, you're going to see these things plastered all over the place. This is what everybody's going to be using there. And, um, and, and to clarify, it's not just 249 for the headphones. You also, like he said, you get an amp. But really mm-hmm. what that means is it's like this wireless thing that you keep with you that you plug your headphones into and you can turn up the chat. I used to have one of They're these. They're not wireless. Uh, these aren't wireless. The, the, uh, the not amp, the ones they, I picked. The amp, uh, no? the amp looks like it is. These are not, no. Okay. But the, the cool part is on that mix amp, though, you can turn up like the mm-hmm. chat volume or turn up the game volume or, you know, balance them out and all that kind of stuff. Like, it, it, you're not just spending 249 on the headphones. Yeah. I mean, you could get, you if you wanted to go uh, and save yourself some money, you could get just the headphones without the amplifier. But I feel like you're really cheating yourself at that point. You might, you know, get the, go ahead and get the amp uh, was my feeling on it. So, uh, that, that's where, you know, I spent some of the money and I did get the wired. They do have a wireless version. It is more money, but for me, I like the wired, just keep everything simple. Everything's fast. It's, it's always connected. I don't have to worry about batteries, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, they're, they're great. They're comfortable. They sound great. These are over the ear headphones, which are, you know, I'm a big fan of. So Keeping consistent then with my um, strategy so far is that if you're going to game with the Astro A40s, then you're going to have this blinged out case. You need to bling out your headset as well. So here's the (laughs) mod kit for it. And I picked the Halo mod kit. Uh, They have, you know, different, different, uh, kits for this as well this is 60 dollars for the headphones and and it changes out the uh the ear pad cushions it changes out the boom mic um there's d- uh the uh what do they call it the noise canceling uh part on the on the outside they call it a noise canceling i don't know how they really claim that though i think what they really mean is that you can use these headphones as um uh what's the it's not open ear but Closed. where the sealed uh, sealed versus open uh headphone right so there's a plate that sits on uh, like over your ear that you can either have on or off depending on whether or not you want it to be open or closed so you can replace the plate you can replace the uh the top uh part you know the the, the cushion area um so that's what this kit is and i thought you know hey why not it's it's 60 bucks right <laughs> Hey, don't you you went you definitely basically put like neons on your car. That's what you've done <laughs> on everything. Um, and not just not just anybody, right? Um Mr. Monochrome. Yeah. Hey. Mr. All black unless it's a skull. You know, <laughs> a white skull. Well, did you notice though, keeping with the monochrome theme, that the headphones were white and gray, yeah. the I mod did. kit that I picked is a dark gray and black, yeah. so it is still sticking with the monochrome theme. 
Yeah, mon- it's like a monochrome and clown car. No, I will say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I will say though. I, I will say, in all fairness to his picks here. So the headphones were two hundred and fifty bucks with the amp and the headphones, and his mod kit sixty bucks. So he's only at three hundred and ten dollars, which, by the way, is what any set of Beats will cost you. So he's got full on high end gaming, you know, chat and audio stuff, custom. For the same price as a set of beats that you could also use anywhere you wanted. But so, also keep in mind, these this set of headphones, man, I mean, these are modular. That's what I'm so, saying, yeah. So if you broke that boom mic, hey, no no worries. Go buy another mod kit and you got another boom mic. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, it's that's what I'm saying. Like, it's actually, it sounds ridiculous, but really when you compare it to any kind of headphones you go pick up at Best Buy, it's really not that bad. And you've got competition gaming headphones. So I'm a fan. So, uh, keeping with the gaming theme, then, <laughs> uh, still in my gaming category here. I thought, well, you know, you need a place to to plant your butt, and uh, we've talked about the Herman Miller. I'm a, I'm a fan of it, but I thought, well, if I had if I had to buy a gaming chair, um, you know, if you go to the competitions, they all have you know, the big brands that you're going to see there are the Maxnomic, uh, Cougar, and DX Racer. Those are going to be like a few of the brands that you're going to see scattered throughout uh, the competition, right? Through the arena. And um, so I found that form- the DX Racer Formula Series, $289. And uh, I thought, hey, I, you know, now I I obviously don't have the chair. I have sat in, sat in these at, you know, the events, but, um, but, but not for like, you know, 12 hours a day. <laughs> um, so, you know, your mileage may vary on that, but I mean, this, this one has really good reviews for what it is, you know, Excellent. um, what was it like four and a half stars for it? So I did pick the, uh, you know, just a plain black one, but for that same price. Yeah. Okay. This is where Joe's going to be <laughs> Mr. Monochrome. <laughs> Right for that for I believe at that same price. Oh no, I'm sorry, they were more expensive. You could get, um, uh, you know, DX Racer has a store on Amazon where you could go and see like their special edition version. So, for example, um, if you wanted a Call of Duty Modern Warfare chair, or maybe going keeping it in line with the gaming, uh, maybe if you have your favorite teams, so you want to follow Counter Logic Gaming. Or maybe you want to follow Optic Gaming. Uh, they have special edition chairs that you could get, and those are a little bit more expensive at three seventy nine. So I didn't pick those. I went with something a little bit more, you know, frugal ish. Maybe frugal ish. <laughs> but <clears throat> lastly, uh, for the the gaming lineup, is that you know we think about this. We got this. We got this awesome rig that we've built now that has our um uh you know all of our beautiful lights inside that case right i mean it's it's i know joe called it a clown car but let's let's be serious <laughs> it looks it looks amazing all the lights are synchronized and um and you can see them because you don't have a big cooler or heat sink in the way um and then it's super fast because you know you're using this like amazing uh ssd in it right and then we buy this Xbox and it comes with this crappy drive inside of it that's a terabyte. 
And you know you're going to run out of space on that thing, right? So I decided to add in an SSD to my Xbox. <laughs> so I'm adding in the Samsung T5 portable SSD. It's one terabyte uh, USB 3.1 connection for $377.99. Now that's an expensive little boy right there, but... Uh, what I can do with that now is I can take my all the games that I'm not going to play as often and leave them on the internal drive. And the games that uh, you know that I'm going to be playing most often or that are the newest, you know, Call of Duty, World War II, uh, I can leave those on the SSD. Now all my transition scenes are super fast. <laughs> my load times are just amazing. I'm not waiting on any. I'm not waiting on you, Alan. I, I, I hear yeah. you. I hear so. You. I thought, I thought that was a decent, fair pick, you know. I, you know, the thing is, like, I couldn't find a, a um, you know, looking for a inexpensive external SSD. You're kind of limited there, and yeah. you know, like the one thoughts that I had was, well, you know, you could just take the the drive. Um, have you ever seen those? Like, um, I think it's like Adair that makes them. Uh, that you just plug directly into the hard drive and then, yep. you know, and not even have the hard drive in a case, but you could just like plug it directly in. I thought about something like that, but then I was like, eh, it's kind of lame, right? Yeah. So, uh, so there's that. So, and then, and then, you know, cause there were some big ticket items on there. Right? You haven't gone over 2,500 yet. N- right. Isn't that, isn't that Yeah, awesome? that's pretty amazing. And I got some pretty cool stuff. I thought. Right? Yeah. yeah there's yeah, some fun you, stuff. You spent $400 on, on RAM. You're jealous about my list. <laughs> Making fun of my clown car now, are you? <laughs> yeah. Who wants to go for a ride? All right. So, uh, I thought, well, you know what? No developer would be uh, complete without some books on his bookshelf. So, there's a couple books that have been of interest to me that... Yeah, I'm really think that at some point, maybe maybe there'll be topics that we get to. Um, and the first one is by Michael Feathers, and it is working effectively with legacy code, which uh, you know it, it's both of these both of the book choices were were kind of like you know quote like the the classic kind of uh, must read series, right? So there's that one, and then there's the uh, by Martin Fowler. Uh, refactoring, improving the design of existing code. So both of these were in the same kind of genre of like, you know, working with something that's already existing. And because that's reality, right? Like, and that's why these two books were kind of, they've been in my list. um, Because I feel like, you know, even, even the code you write today, it's just tomorrow's legacy code. So you might as well get used to the idea of you're going to have to figure out how to support that stuff eventually anyways. Right. So, um, and those two books, depending on like, you can get them in a variety of ways. So, you know, depending on if you want a paperback or hardcover versus Kindle, um, versus new versus used versus rent. So, um, I think with the direct links that I have saved in there, um, technically I'm over by like nine bucks. Um, but if I picked the paperback version, for example, uh, I could have, I could have, I could have easily saved like 20 bucks on one of them just by picking the paperback version of the refactoring book. 
and I would have been under the twenty five hundred dollars. I think that's a, that's a fair that's a fair save. So so yeah, that's what I figured. Like I, I was like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put a version of the link up to you know uh, you know on the list here for the book, and you know you pick whichever version you wanted. But yeah, so I so I I blinged out my uh, my desktop, got got my gaming on, and I got some books to read. Yeah, I like it. I, I mean. I would say probably the only real extravagant thing that that was just sort of crazy was your external one terabyte SSD. Even even over your memory. I mean, the memory you're going to spend some money on memory anyways. But the external SSD for, for your Xbox one seems a little <laughs> little ludicrous. But you know, it's awesome. It is. It, it but is awesome. This is from experience. It is. I mean, I have on my current Xbox, I do have an external uh, drive attached to it. Um, and I can't remember if it's a three or a four gig drive. Terabyte. Terabyte. Ter- uh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you weren't going to, you weren't going to download a thing on that. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You're right. There's actually a minimum. It won't even let you connect uh, anything larger, smaller than I think 250. Wow. Um, uh, well, at least not for use for gameplay. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, it's like a three or four terabyte drive already. And yeah, I mean, your problems with like filling up that one terabyte that 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 that's real, man. It doesn't take long to do that. And even with the the drive that I have on there, it's already kind of like, well, okay, I got to delete this and delete that. And I already play this game of like, let me shuffle the games around because the internal drive is the hybrid. So technically, it is the you know the quote Faster, better, right? Right. Um, but I, I've always wanted to put the SSD on it, but I just can't get the capacity and I've never been able to talk myself into buying, you know, the smaller one, but I thought, okay, well in this theoretical game, if I have $2,500, then fine. Well, check it out. I mean, to, to go on to your three terabyte and four terabyte thing, you're saying that you're already filling that up. They're saying that with the Xbox one X, because all these 4k mm-hmm. things like the rendering and the additional things for it to make it do that. Like it's four times the size, right? right? Like they're so if you're filling up a three and four terabyte drive right now, just imagine how fast this is going to go. I mean, literally, I have four games and there's yeah, I, it's already installed a couple hundred gig on Let's that see thing. If I can find this stat um, or a hundred gig at least. It's ridiculous, but I, I did like the list. I like both of y'all's list. Actually, I'm going to go build a uh, bit mining a Bitcoin mining machine here pretty soon. There you go. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying you can to buy see really expensive. This. Like they make like uh, ant miners, like units. So you can go buy like a three thousand dollar like special, very special computer just for mining bitcoins. Oh, dude, they've got them that you can buy like a ten grand one that has like X number of video cards. And it's it's insane, crazy. But you're, I'd never even thought about the whole USB thing. There's this page that I found USB <laughs> Bitcoin miners or whatever. There's there's all kinds of them out there for anywhere from thirty bucks to four hundred for USB plug in ones. That's yeah, right. and if you're considering getting into the business, then you should check out our links and uh, hook us up with that sweet, sweet affiliate juice. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I, I can't find the link now, but uh, I remember um, Major Nelson. I remember reading something from um, Major Nelson, which anybody in the Xbox world would know. Like that guy is the pretty much like the face of uh, all communication Xbox, right? Um and he had some stat that he posted of how much storage he had connected to his his Xbox One. And it was like, 
I want to say it was like four different RAID arrays. Each one was around 16 terabytes. All of them full. That's ridiculous, yeah. man. That That is insane. But he was probably using it as a media hub then too, right? It would be my guess. Because that was always kind of the promise of the Xbox was it was going to become your, your media hub. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to see if I can find it again. I, I thought, if I remember right at the time, I thought it was like, games that he had like good god because that's the thing is if if you are on xbox with xbox live you know microsoft sends out emails like hey here's the free game of the month and you can just go get the free game because right. of xbox assuming you have xbox gold right right which i'll be signing up for here very soon so yeah that was that was pretty fun guys i, I like it hopefully everybody else listening enjoyed that i, I thought I thought there was some uh, some cool takes on that stuff. So resources, yeah, and, uh, go ahead. We before the show we talked a little bit about maybe doing a giveaway, but I think we forgot to mention it. Oh, we beginning. did. Yeah. So do we still want to do that? Yeah, totally. Uh, well, I can't. You can't bring it up now. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, that's right. No, we won't do it. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we need nah. it. To. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Nah. Yeah. So so what was our giveaway? Uh, we said we we're going to give a $50 gift card away to somebody who commented on this blog post. Yep. So, yep. Codingblocks.net slash episode 70. Leave a comment on there. Doesn't matter what it is. You know, just put something there. Say hi. Say, you know, say bye. <laughs> say Especially if you have advice on how to make money mining Bitcoins. <laughs> yeah, totally. We'll, we'll take that <laughs> so, too. That's amazing. I'm, I'm thinking my math may have been off. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think three months was going to happen, man. Like when you said that, yeah. I was like, eh. Yeah, I, like I just like copy pasted stuff around. Like I think at one point I saw like 15 cents and I thought it was $1.50. So maybe it's like three years. <laughs> that makes more sense. And then your yeah. electric bill on top of that is probably not going to be all that awesome. But that's a write off. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just messing around. I am not actually a tax thief. I yeah. just like to talk about it. Don't take any advice from us on this. If you're listening IRS, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. So with that, now it is time for my favorite part of the show, which Joe still hasn't picked his favorite part. It's the tip of the week. <laughs> so Outlaw is going to kick us off with his tip. Yeah. So uh, well, I think it was last weekend, this past weekend. Uh, I went to a um, Google developer conference and it was, it was interesting. Unfortunately, you know, there were a lot of machine learning talks that I had hoped to go to and uh, several of them were canceled all for different reasons. Uh, so that part was sad, but it did open up my schedule so that I could go to another workshop, which was a dedicated workshop, just working, just sitting there with, uh, you know, um, an engineer talking about Haskell. And uh, so I I, ha I walked into this workshop with zero Haskell experience or knowledge. I walked out of that with some experience and still no knowledge, but uh, <laughs> it does give you, I did want to say that it, it looks very cool. Like there are some really cool patterns um, and things in Haskell that, uh, yeah, I was like, as I was, as I was listening to what he was saying and trying and writing code and some of the, you know, various, um, you know, projects or whatever you want to call it that we were doing, 
Uh, it was like, man, if I were to try to write this same thing in like a Java or a C Sharp or even JavaScript, it's like, well, a if you could imagine how much how many lines that would be, and like here it was in Haskell, and it was like, oh, that's just two lines hmm. or you know less. And and there were some really cool concepts in there, um, and uh, so uh, I'll give you a link to tryhaskell.org as well as the Haskell Lang itself. Um, so if you haven't ever tried it out, you should give it a go. Take a look at it. It's a purely functional programming language. It's very mathy. You know, a lot of the it felt. Like maybe I'm saying this wrong, but if it seems like a lot of the concepts there were like, well, how could we just mathematically prove something? And then let's approach let's approach programming as a mathematical proof. Right? And then build upon it from there. So let's not talk about like trying to model things like the real world, but just model things as math and then keep expanding on it from there. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm playing. I don't know what kind of program you're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I wasn't doing Haskell, but now, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, I'm playing on the Haskell dot or try Haskell dot org. It's kind of cool how you play through it. It's. Right. It's definitely a different way of thinking about things. Oh, it's a whole different world. Yeah. It, it's there's there were definitely some mind melting moments in there, but um, I, I spend a lot of my time, you know, trying to think like as I as I was listening and learning it, trying to relate it back to other languages that I have worked with in the past, and yeah, it. But there were some parts that was just like I can't I can't make a connection to any <laughs> other language. This 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 doesn't exist outside of this language. That's weird. Cool, man. Well, mine, I've actually got, I've sort of got two here. Really, the first one is I had talked about last year, and this one kind of goes in line with this episode in that, you know, things that we would get or things, you know, we do for like a developer type thing. And I've mentioned Konimu in the past, which I use as my uh, console replacement in Windows because it just, you can maximize, you can resize, you can do all kinds of things tabbed. You know, just really cool stuff. Well, since then, I've gotten or I, I'd started a new build and, you know, I searched for Konimu and this thing called Commander came up or CMDER. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. Is this a new Konimu? And it turns out it's actually a wrapper for Konimu. And and I can't remember why I went with it. It was probably because it was a shiny new toy more than anything else. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, but I did find some things where they talk about, and maybe I should copy this in here, where they talk about some of the differences between Konimu and Commander. And there's some there's some cool stuff here. So it builds on, like I said, it wraps Konimu, but on top of it, it's also got a minimal version that you can throw it on like a USB drive that's like 10 megs, and you can basically run it anywhere, assuming that it has the C++ uh, dependency that it needs on the system. You can do crazy stuff like it has, um, it's super customizable, there were some other things that were kind of interesting in it. Uh, it has gra- it can support like graphical applications. 
can work with DOSBox. I, I mean, there, there's just a lot of neat things. But at the end of it, it's just another nice replacement or addition to Windows if you want to work in, in Shell. Because it's got things that you can work with like Linux. Like today, I just went in there and did SSH into something from Windows and didn't have to think about it because I had Commander installed. So, you know, pretty cool stuff. Wait, I, I missed something. What was the difference between it versus economy? I, man, I don't remember. The, there were some things. I, I Like I said, it might have just been the shiny new toy, but I think it has things like um, the, the portability of it to where you can just run it as an XE without installing it was one, I think, maybe. Um, dude, I, I really don't remember. It's, it's absolutely terrible that I don't know. But it, like I said, shiny new toy. I like it. <laughs> so, gotcha. Um, and then the other thing I was going to do, so we've mentioned in the past, and and being that I do web development, and you know most of us do, or uh, there's lots of people out there that do, I should say, I'm always trying not to tie myself directly to Chrome all the time, even though I love the development experience in Chrome. But one of the things that we talked about is when when you have different accounts open up, like if you've got an Azure account that is not necessarily linked to the same account that maybe your office account is or something like that, it's really annoying because you go to log into Azure and it's like, oh, you're already logged into Office <laughs> and it tries to use that account and you're kind of hosed. And in the past, a lot of people would just open up like an incognito window and then go in there. Well, what stinks about that is now you're only tied to two because your incognito sort of runs in one space. So even if you open up a new incognito, it's still running in the same space as your other incognito. So you could technically only have like two accounts running at one time, right? One in your regular and then one in your incognito stuff. So there's these profiles in Chrome that we've talked about to where you could literally set up as many profiles as you want. We could have like on your personal computer, you could have a coding blocks, you could have your work one, you could have your personal one, you could have a number of profiles. And anytime you want to open up that browser in a new uh, context, you just choose the profile you want to do and you could literally have as many as you want. And they'll all sort of be sandboxed to that one profile. Well, I decided to make the switch here recently to Firefox just to see what I've been missing. And, you know, I like the idea that they don't harvest your data like everybody else does. Firefox has profiles too, but it's a little bit weirder to get to than Chrome. Chrome makes it super obvious. You just click on the person up at the top right of your, of your Chrome browser and you can get to it. In Firefox, you can do the same thing, but you have to do about colon profiles in the URL and it'll bring up a profiles tab to where you can actually add new profiles to Firefox. And if you want to switch to a new one, you can go to it and say, hey, launch me a new version of this profile. And so you can have your own context in those. So I thought that was worth talking about. It's pretty cool. Um, it's, a, it's a nifty. I don't know why it's so hidden there. I don't know why they did it like that. But it, it is a useful piece if you work in Firefox or if you need to test and you have different accounts or something like that. So. Did I understand you correctly though that you were saying that in Chrome, if you ran multiple, like if you had two incognito windows, they run oh the same profile, the user profile, but it wasn't like they shared session or anything. Like well, that. no, okay. if you if you I were to I log into Gmail or something, it, let's say that you you open up an incognito and you log into Gmail, and then you open up a new incognito. Guess what? You're logged into to Gmail. Actually, I'll do it right now. Really? Just to make sure, yeah. 
Yeah, it I stinks. I it did that. Yeah, it, it's always been one of the things that was frustrating for me is like if I launch a new one, a new incognito and go to Gmail again, I'll already, I'll already be in there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm not making myself out to be a liar. Cool. It did work that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> just I wasn't sure. trying to call you a liar. It's no, no. weird now, but, uh, no, but that, that is the thing is you always had like two spaces that you were working in. And with the profiles, you can have as many as you want, really. So I never noticed that. I, I, yeah, that's why That's why if you're ever working in an incognito window and you're trying to check caching and all that stuff, you've got to close all of them to kill whatever you know context it was running in. Any incognito window you had, you have to kill them all and then relaunch it to get back to a like an empty, you know, there's no session going on anywhere. I guess maybe I've always gotten around that, though, because I usually have the developer tools open and I have the checkbox the set to disable caching. Right. So I don't catch that. But yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. Learn something new every day. All right, Joe. What you got? You still Speaking awake over there? something new? <laughs> yep. Yep. Still here. Um, yeah. Uh, I was just Photoshopping a Scarface and Cheetos um, for the Slack. <laughs> Anyway, you know, uh, as you do. So, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's in the I put it in the episode discussion channel already. Um, so I uh, wanted to mention the imposter syndrome podcast, and this was done by Swix, who uh, is awesome, uh, friend of the show. And uh, what he did is he went through a boot camp, and he actually interviewed a lot of the, the students that were in there at, at uh, the same time. Some of them were uh, some of them were new to programming. Some had been uh, doing Java and other stuff for a long time, but wanted to kind of get like a refresh. And uh, he just kind of went through, interviewed, talked about like what people wanted to get out of the course, what they were doing, what they were excited about. And I just thought it was a really uh, inspirational listen, and uh, it's still going strong. So I think he's got like twenty episodes or something now. Um, so I am, I'm behind, uh, yeah, 25 right now. So, uh, you should check it out if that's something that you think you would like. Very cool. Yeah, oh, we, man, we got the skinny got on me. good podcasts. Say so what? We got the skinny on good podcasts to listen to. We definitely do. And you know, the sad part is he's already a third of the way to catching up to us. <laughs> yeah. And episode 25 machine learning. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And uh, I guess that's about it. I mean, this episode we talked about um, kind of we did the, the shopping spree thing. When we first started uh, the podcast, we did an episode that was kind of similar. We talked about the dev ones. And I think we did one maybe the second year. And we missed last year. And we got a lot of feedback. Ask us to do it again. So here we are. We hope you enjoyed. And uh, thank you very much for listening. Totally. Yeah. And be sure to write in uh, how you might spend some money. Um in the comments for this for your chance to win and uh we look forward to reading that so with that subscribe to us on itunes stitcher and more using your favorite podcast app uh be sure to leave us a review by visiting www.codingblocks.net slash review and while you're up there check out our show notes which michael as mentioned does a fantastic job of throwing together each and every episode and uh get involved in the uh, discussion up there yeah, and send your feedback questions and rants to the Slack channel, codingblocks.slack.com, and you can sign up by going to codingblocks.net slash Slack. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at codingblocks or head over to codingblocks.net and find all our social links at the top of the page. Mm-hmm.